I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for this conversation about our streets. The maintenance of our streets is a main responsibility of local government, and the city of Colorado Springs is charged with taking care of our roads during good weather and in bad. It's kind of like your bows in good weather and in bad, right? And that's what we're talking about today. Even if you've lived here for years, I know you'll learn something new after hearing from my guest, Corey Farkas. Corey, thanks for being here. Absolutely. And I definitely feel like I'm married to the streets. (laughs) I know you are. In many ways you are. And I really do learn something every time I talk to you. So it's always educational. So uh, Corey is the manager of the operations and maintenance division, which is part of our public works department. Um, And so before we dive into what's happening with paving and snow removal, I'm going to ask you a few of our fun questions. Questions so Absolutely. my audience can get to know you. Sure. Corey is a repeat guest. You've been here a couple times on the podcast, yep. which I really appreciate. But for those just um, getting to know you, tell us about why you love working for the city. I like to uh, I like to give back. I like to be able to drive on our streets and uh, especially with the family in the car and uh, and be able to see you know the fruits of our labor. You know, as we're out there and we're uh, we're doing concrete curb gutter sidewalk, the pedestrian ramps and bringing our, our city up to uh, ADA compliance. You know that uh, that warms my heart. Um, I'm getting to a point now where. Uh, if I'm driving with the kids and it's a street that we haven't gotten to yet, uh, they'll start making some comments from the back seat, like, "Hey, Dad, uh, you gotta when, get going on the curb yeah, and when, when when are you gonna get on on this street? Because uh, <laughs> they're experts it. Yeah, now. They're becoming experts. They actually. really are. That's, so, how many years have you been here with us? I just received my certificate for ten years. Nice. So actually, congrats. November thirteenth will be my ten year mark with the city. But oh, okay. I still feel like the new guy. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, in a lot of ways. There's a lot to learn every year. Um, so, uh, how many years total have you lived in Colorado Springs? Same amount? Uh, no, I came to Colorado Springs in 1994. Originally, I was here permanently in 96. Okay, yes. so a long time. Yeah, I was stationed at uh, Peterson Air Force Base uh, and training at the Olympic Training Center. That's right. Time, yeah. Thank you for your service. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so a couple of fun questions. Do you have a? You and your family have a favorite place in Colorado Springs to be outside? Uh, favorite place to be outside. Um, it's got to be our neighborhood. We live up in Rock Rimmon. We back up to a park and trails and um, my kids are outside. It seems like 24 uh, seven. Good know, spot. They're, yeah. They're the kids that, uh, you know, my, my boy doesn't come in until the, the streetlights come on uh, right. at night. So uh, we absolutely love our neighborhood. Uh, we love, uh, we love spending time with our, our community out there and um, yeah, so I would say uh, say Rock Rimmon. Sometimes the best park is the neighborhood park. Yeah, absolutely. You know? um, do you have a favorite uh, restaurant or shop? Oh goodness, um, I like food. Um, so I don't know that we I don't know that we have a favorite uh, in town, but. Uh, uh, with uh, with swim and hockey and three kids, um, you know, you're trying it yeah, all. Yeah, we're we're trying it all. We're uh, we're out there. Um, the, I think the kids like Culver's yep. <laughs> quite a bit. Well, that's an know, easy one like, after practice. Yeah, after, after practice. So. <laughs> um, and do you have a main reason you live here? You know that you've stayed for so long. Uh, you know, uh, we're originally from Southern California. Um, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful place to uh, to visit, but there's a there's a lot of people there. Uh, there's a lot of politics there. There's a lot of everything there. And so this was just a really great place to uh, put down roots, raise a family, um, you know, and and uh, now being with the city, give back to our community. So 
Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. All right. So let's uh, let me pick your brain. And sure. we're going to start with pay- we're kind of in that in between stage where we're not yes. quite into winter yet. So we're still really out, you're out there paving still, right? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, normally we always say that our paving seasons from April to the end of October. And that's really because Mother Nature after October 31st can be, you know, uh, can't we, we can't rely on her to uh, give us steady weather mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's kind of a, a rule of thumb that being said obviously we're having nice days right now uh, uh, tomorrow we're not gonna have a nice day so we'll have to our it's a roller coaster yeah in our November. contractors will take a day off tomorrow okay. uh, but they'll be next week we have uh, good weather next week they'll be right back to uh, right right back to work uh, technologies have also changed um, in in the type of mix that they use so it used to be nothing but hot mix asphalt and it had very uh, stringent uh, temperature ranges. Now uh, we've got warm mix technologies and, and uh, chemicals that we can, uh, additives that we can put into the mixes that uh, will allow you to pave in uh, cooler temperatures than you used to be able to do. So uh, with, uh, with mother nature cooperating and those new technologies, we're able to extend our paving season uh, just a little bit into uh, into November and, and even early December if it's going to be a year like last year. Yeah, that's really nice. Okay, so give us a little bit of a review, even though you're not quite finished yet, on paving pro- progress this year. Yeah, so um, initially uh, we were supposed to slated to pave 197 lane miles with, uh, with 2C2 this year. Uh, and for people of- who don't know, 2C is the is the tax that voters approved that just just goes to road maintenance. That is and absolutely repair. correct. So initially in 2015, 2C was approved by the voters. Um, we went back to the voters and uh, they approved 2C2. Um, and it's a five-year program. So 2C2 runs from 2020 to 2025. And, uh, so we're right in the middle of it. Yeah, and we're, we're right in the middle of it. And, um, and right now uh, we were slated to have a 197-lane mile paving year, which is a banner year. It's a great year. Um, we had some challenges, right? COVID still um, is impacting everything that we do with labor shortages, material shor- shortages with all of our uh, stakeholders that we coordinate with, uh, Color Springs Utilities, for example, if they need to replace a water main in, uh, in the roadway prior to us paving it, but their, uh, their valves and their pipe is sitting on a, on a boat outside of California in a harbor, they obviously can't do that work. We have to push that work um, until they can get their materials. And then we also were impacted by a concrete shortage this year. Uh, we had, uh, there was a, an issue at one of the plants that uh, supplies the cement to the concrete, uh, local concrete manufacturers, and we were getting rationed. Our concrete contractors were being rationed this year, which impacted our um, our production greatly. So, is that uh, a first for you? That is uh, that is a first uh, at this to this level. Yeah, uh, really. You know, we had uh, we had probably a twenty percent hit in production uh, wow. on the year, and for our concrete. And obviously, if we can't get that concrete, that pre-overlay concrete done prior to us paving, um, then we can't pave that road, and we have to defer roadways. Um, so, we really got on the horse and started uh, looking at uh, some additional roadways because funding has uh, continued to come in, and it's a dedicated funding source uh, for our roadways. And so everyone uh, listening, that means we're not going to do whatever we want with it. We have to put it toward this. So 100% dedicated uh, to our our concrete and uh, and roadways uh, in the right of way. And so we started looking for roadways that fit the criteria of 2C uh, and 2C2 
that uh, that didn't need concrete work done. Okay, so, so almost rearranging that priority list that's based right. on and supply. And so we were able okay. to add uh, some additional roadways, and we're actually going to have a 165-lane-mile paving year, which is much better than we thought we were going to after these issues that we ran into this year. So, um, so we'll have a good year. The good news is um, everything that we were planning on paving this year that got deferred to next year is going to be ready to go right out of the gate. So we will we will have an upwards of a 200 lane mile paving year next year. Wow. Um, that we should be able to accomplish. So everything is going to get done. It's just being rearranged in what year it's going to be completed in. And you were able to get into a lot of the neighborhoods this year. Absolutely. Over 50% of our program is uh, is residential roadways. So we are shifting from 2C. The original the original plan in 2C was to try to hit the arterials and, and some of the collectors. 2C2 is finishing off some arterials and collectors and really getting into those residential roadways. Um, a lot of the residentials that we are getting in are our, our secondary collectors that uh, um, that are in the residential roadway, uh, residential neighborhoods. Um, so yeah, we're getting a lot of the residential. There's still a lot of work to be done. We still have a lot of residential roads that we need to get to. Our our infrastructure now is over 6,200 lane miles. We are the largest municipality in all of Colorado in infrastructure and area. Unbelievable. So, we don't realize that sometimes. No, we don't realize that. We are the, we are the largest little big town uh, in America, I would say. It makes your job challenging it for sure. It makes it very challenging. Yes. Yeah. So um, t tell me how it works with your team and your employees. I know you do a lot of contracting work, so maybe you can talk about that. But are those people who are working on the paving projects, do they transition into snowplow drivers or what what do those employees do in the summer fall versus winter and that's a great question so our division is broken up into different groups so we've got the contracted programs group and they're the ones that take care of all of the large paving programs concrete programs they work with all of the contractors um, we also have one of our groups is the in-house group right and that is uh that is the that is the organization uh, that takes care of potholes snow removal um, dig outs, um, all of the sweeping that goes on in town, what we call our core functions. Got um, it. That, those are the, those are the functions that, uh, that we do internally that the contractors, um, are not going to do because they're focusing on the larger programs, uh, out there in the production paving, that kind of thing. So those people are pretty versatile. They yes, do, they versatile. do it all. Yeah. So, okay. so that in-house group, they care, again, they take care of, uh, they take care of potholes. And, and when you take, when you take a look at potholes, um, you've got potholes, then you've got a dig out, which is a, an area. If you had a 20 by 20 area that had several potholes in it, we're going to, we're going to do a dig out in that area. And then a maintenance pave would be if you had a full lane width somewhere that had, you know, 50 potholes on it, we're going to drop a mill head down and go ahead and mill that. So think of a small, medium, large, they take care of all of that. Um, sweeping operations, snow removal, our big one that's going to be coming up this year is uh, we're really transitioning our, our maintenance paving team into a wide crack mitigation team. So the wide cracks that we that we have. Um, oh, when you see them just yeah. So the wide, you know, there are a, big, those a or... big wide crack. How do you say uh, that? Not patch. Ways. Is that wrong? Um, actually, it's a, it's a wide crack mitigation program. So they're gonna they they would go through and really with a small mill head mill that crack out uh, full depth. Oh, I see. And they're gonna build that uh, build that back up with a composite section, um, so that that crack doesn't come back. And that's, right. uh, we've been we've been doing. Uh, um, 
doing these for years and, and really just experimenting on, on methods, the best methods, because some methods you do, the wide crack comes right back. Yep. And, uh, and so we would, we would do some different methods, let them sit for a year or two, see how they respond, how the roadway responds. And, uh, we've got a method now that is, uh, that is working and viable. And so, uh, so our in-house crew is going to be really trying to tackle those wide cracks, uh, especially, you know, Eastern and Northern parts of town that they're prevalent in, uh, especially in the neighborhoods. Um, they're going to be really trying to crack down on those next year. Okay, great. And I want to, oh, I get it. Crack down. I get it. <laughs> no pun intended. I, I got that. <laughs> um, okay. So coloradosrings.gov slash streets is a great place for people to go. Yes. Since we're talking about priorities uh, to go for that paving list and to see where is your street or where's the street that you commute on every day Absolutely. or whatever. So people can see, was it deferred or, or is it going to be taken care of right now? Or where is it on the list? Cause like you said, we're going out to 2025. So that's right. And we, and we have an interactive map. There's a, there's a 2C webpage uh, on, the public works uh, website. Yeah, and, that's a great yeah, one. And all of the information is is right there. All of our methodologies, what we do, uh, all the way down to um, we've got the 2C committee uh, that we, uh, we have a quarterly meeting that we report out all of our budgetary numbers and production numbers to. Um, all of that information uh, from the start, from the get-go, is is all right there. So anybody can go see that. Um, as well, we've got uh, you know our operations and maintenance site that uh, that will give you information on on concrete and potholes and and snow removal. We've got maps uh, for snow removal so that you can see all of our primary and secondary routes. Um, we've got a 2C map so that you can see it's an interactive map. You can click on the on the colored street that you see there, and it'll give you all the information you need. We also have a public works map um, that would incorporate not just our projects, but engineering, traffic engineering, transit, all of the public work projects will be on that map uh, so that you can, uh, so that, that folks can take a look at that as well. No, that's really helpful. When you're on your way to work or traveling wherever, Absolutely. you know what to expect. You know what cone zones are coming your way. So, um, you mentioned snow, which was great uh, yes. because I want to kind of segue into that in Absolutely. our our kind of overall winter response. And I know you can't give us all the details, but, you know, for people who are not familiar, um, maybe they just moved here. Maybe they've lived here forever and they always still have some questions. How do we approach a typical snowstorm here, a snow event? And, you know, our memory fades from year to year, sure. too. It's like every Absolutely. year we get that first snow and everybody says, why aren't you plowing my neighborhood street? Maybe not everybody, but some people are confused about how it works. Sure. So, uh, so we, again, we've got a very large infrastructure, right? 6,200 lane miles that we have to service. Um, and, and we've got, uh, about 50 heavy trucks that go out. If you, if we have a full call out, there's going to be 50 trucks out on a 12 hour shift. Our okay. shifts go from 12 midnight to 12 noon. And so we'll have those 50 trucks out there. Plus a, a few F-550s taking care of some turn lanes and some smaller roadways. Um, but, uh, but it's not, that's not a lot of resources to take care of a, a city of our size. So right? it does take and, time. And so it does take time, especially if, uh, mother nature is just, uh, is coming down on us. If there's an active snowfall, what we try to do is, uh, first of all, we have our, our roadways, um, uh, designated as primaries and secondaries. Primary roadways are going to be, you know, union woodman, uh, Academy, these larger roadways. Uh, Let me just mention not I-25 because people, people think we do that. No. Some people do and, and we don't no, because I-25 that's CDOT. I-25 is CDOT, CDOT and, mm -hmm. uh, and Powers is uh, also CDOT. Okay. And so all the other larger roadways in, in the city um, are going to be our primary roadways. Those are what we hit first, right? Okay. Those, uh, and, and there's a, um, a reason for that. That's Those are the roadways that people use to get to school, get to work, uh, their emergency routes, uh, all of that kind of stuff. 
but in an active snowfall, we're, uh, we're really focusing on one lane. And so Academy, for example, is three lanes in each direction. During an active snowfall, we're going to be focusing on that inside lane in each direction. When that snowfall starts to taper off a little bit, then we can start widening that street out. Okay. Right? And so we're really focusing on, on that one, one lane during an active snowfall, especially when it's heavy. Um, once all of those primaries are done, and uh, passable, and we've widened them out uh, to a comfortable level where we think traffic can move uh, as safely as possible through uh, through the city. Then we start on to the secondary roadways. And that's a tricky one because a lot of our schools are on secondary roadways. So until those primaries are plowed, uh, we can't get to the secondary roadways, which is where, again, the schools are. So then we have to coordinate with the schools and say, hey, uh, we think we can get to these secondaries, but it's not going to be until this time and maybe the middle of the night. And that helps uh, inform them on delays. And that helps and... inform them on delays and things of that nature. Okay. Um, anytime you get a delay or a cancellation that is 100% on the school districts, we just inform them on um, here's how the storm is acting and here's how we're responding to it and here's the timeline we think, um, you know, Dependent upon the information we get from the meteorologists, that right. we think we can start gaining ground. Um, and that's on one of it. many factors that absolutely. helps them make absolutely. their decision. Yeah, we, okay. we always say that uh, you know it's there's a million different flavor combinations uh, on on these storms, so not one of them is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, that's great. And um, you know, I I do want to emphasize to people that um, you know it's like those old tips that we always say, you know, stay up to date and stay home if you can. But it really is true in those really large snow events. Yeah, absolutely. To be pre- just be prepared if you are going to go out and yeah. then stay in if you can. If if you can. And, and uh, you know, we understand that there, you know, people have to work and, and things of that school nature. School stays open. Yeah. School stays open. You know, on the on the days that we have a really bad storm and we, we ask people to stay home, you know, there's a really good reason for that. A lot of times, uh, you know, especially as we're going through the holidays, it's like, hey, snow day, everybody goes, everybody goes to the mall, right? It seems like everybody's right. out and about. <laughs> right. And, uh, and we, you know, which we don't we don't mind. I get it. Um, the thing, the reason we're asking, you know, people to stay home is we're trying to get a job done. Right. And, um, our plows, if they're caught in traffic, uh, if there's a lot of traffic out there, cause people are getting out and about and going shopping or doing whatever they can do on a snow day, uh, that slows down our progress, which slows down, uh, getting to these roadways and getting them opened up for people. Um, so it really just delays uh, right. what we're able to get done. So uh, the more people stay home and get off the road and, and are able to stay off the road, the more progress we can make and we can get things opened up uh, quicker. Yeah, it's just better than yeah, when you finally go better. out. So, um, and we keep saying snowplow, so I do want to take a moment to mention, I, I mean, I've had the pleasure of meeting some of your folks who do street sweeping and and snow removal, and just a reminder that there are people in those vehicles. You Absolutely. know, I think sometimes we see a snowplow and think of it as this machine, you know, going down the road, and people aren't always cautious and careful and um, it's really important to respect those snow plows. Yeah, you know, we ask that you give them space. You know, there's uh, there's a person in that plow who's a mom, a dad, you know, a brother, a sister. Uh, they, they've got family, and they're people. We want them to get them home uh, safely just like everybody does. Uh, driving, the, operating that snow plow is, is very dangerous work. A lot of times they're out, at, you know, in, in the middle of the night uh, with limited visibility. Um, a lot of times they can't see uh, cars if they're trying to pass them, uh, and, and they're close. So, um, they're not only, uh, driving, you know, a lot of people are out driving during a storm, they're operating during a storm, right? So they're, they're not only driving a big piece of equipment, but they're operating a plow, they're operating a sander. Uh, their, their focus is in multiple different spots at the same time, trying to get this job done. And when people don't give them space or, or 
cut them off, cut or, them off mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, uh, it could be catastrophic. Yes. So we just ask for you know people to pack their patients, be patient around the plows. Quite frankly, when I'm out and uh, and I see uh, I see the crews out and about, uh, I love getting behind a plow because I know that they're going to be you know plowing my way right. uh, to wherever I'm going for as long as they're in front of me. So. Uh, just might have ask, to go a little slower. Yeah, might yeah. have to go a little slower, and and don't get too close because chances are there's going to be some material coming out of the coming out of the hopper uh, to treat the roadways. But uh, um, yeah, we just we just ask for patience on uh, for folks. Yeah, and that's really the case with all we're doing with our streets. We need Absolutely. patience with the cone zones. We need patience with the snow removal. But in the end. Just great products and taking care of our streets right. and safety really yeah. is your number one priority. Number one, and you know we've got a we've got a very passionate group of people that enjoy uh, serving their community and doing a really good job. We want to keep them safe. Yeah, so we encourage everyone follow us on social media, City of COS, obviously, because when the storm hits, we really try to do a good job of updating our website and updating people wherever they are, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, with information that can help them make decisions during those storms. And I know Corey is a big part of helping us do that. So thank you, Corey. Um, Anything else you want to tell everyone as we head into the winter season? As we head into the winter season. Yeah. yeah, You know, we, we have a lot of operations going on and we are in that transition period. Yeah. So you are going to see cone zones. Uh, you may see plows uh, coming out. We hope so. A little so. bit of everything. Uh, you know, gonna be yeah, a we little, do want some moisture and some snow. Moisture. So, yeah. you know, we do want to see those plows out, um, you know, this uh, this winter season uh, so that uh, so that next year we're not uh, so concerned about fire. So, you know, next right. time, you know. Uh, but, yeah, you know, again, pack your patience when you're out there um, and, and just know that we are really trying to do a good job and continue to maintain this infrastructure for uh, for our community, for our citizens. Um, we always tell folks that uh, we understand that cone zones are irritating, understand that being behind a plow might be irritating. At the end of the day, you're going to love the product that we that we put down. Um, and uh, and we do get a lot of folks that that call in afterwards and say, hey, uh, you know, you guys uh, you guys were out here, you worked hard, and and we love our street. Or oh, you do? Our, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, you know, it's. <laughs> I know you get a lot are, of the other ones we, too. We but. do get a lot of the other ones, but it's really <laughs> nice to when we when we uh, when we get that. And I try to put those uh, those thank yous out to to all the folks that are actually making uh, making it all happen out there. So. Um, yeah, just, uh, I hope everybody has a, a good, safe holiday season this year. Okay. Thanks, Corey. You got an awesome team. Thanks everyone for listening and for caring about the best city in the world. Just my opinion. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Thanks for listening to behind the Springs, everybody have a great day.